and I judge people who don't eat healthy and I'm not saying anything but in my head I'm like you're really gonna eat that like you eat at you actually eat at McDonald's wow So you ended and said you were going to tell a story. So let's start with that story and then we'll move in. With then we'll move into manifest. your manifestations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, so the story is kind of like, all right, I don't know exactly where to start. So my roommate that I first moved in with in LA was like a Grammy award winning rapper that uh, okay. supposedly manifested me in LA. That was her claim. You know, I didn't, I didn't have any control over being there. She just, you know, manifested my uh, existence into her, her apartment, um, okay. which is how she told it. But so I, I was uh, like early 2019, right around New Year's, I um, decided I wanted to spend some time in LA because I had been acting for a bit and whatever. And I was like, all right, it's time to get out there. And I had no money or anything at this time. So I put an ad on Craigslist and I was just like um, looking for a, like a sublet, ideally like a furnished sublet, like a place that I could just come and show up. And so, you know, Craigslist is bullshit. It's just like all scammers. So it was just like people trying to get me to send the money. And like, it was a bunch of, I got nothing real from it. Um, okay. So I didn't expect it to go anywhere. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is even going to work out. It, my ad was up there for months. I kept like renewing it, trying to get something out of it, trying to figure out other things, like other options. But like I was driving Uber at the time and like really like not able to save money on doing that because where I'm living now, it was like a 45 minute drive just to get somewhere where people get Ubers. So I had to like drive mm -hmm. to the nearest town. So it was just like spending all this money on gas and like, it's also not very busy. So it was like not worth it. So I'm making no money and I'm just like, this is not going to happen. So we go to Vegas. Remember I told you the story involved Vegas very va vaguely. Um, mm -hmm. And so we go to Vegas for a trade show and I'm just like, I remember waking up um, and looking at my phone and I had gotten a text because I put my, I think you can do like a number relay where I didn't put my actual phone number, but it like sends a text to my phone, you know, that kind of thing on Craigslist. Mm -hmm. So I get a text yeah. and it was just like, hey, this is about the room. So I'm thinking like, oh, it's another scammer because it wasn't the first time I got a text. So I look at it and I was like, okay, can you send me some photos of the room? Just like trying to see if this is a real thing. And normally it like ends somewhere, becomes very obvious pretty early on so this person sends me pictures of the room and i was like oh it looks like a real room like um can i like what's your instagram you know i want to see if i'm going to live with you let me at least see that you're a real person so she's like all right she sends me her instagram and it's like a verified account with like 
you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, I was just like, this is weird. Like why would, and it said Grammy award winner. And I'm just like, why none of this makes sense. Like why would, why does this person need a roommate? Why are they on Craigslist looking for a roommate? Um, like what's going on here? Is this a, is someone fucking with me? Like what's going on? So I'm like, okay. And then she like that account starts following me. So I was like, okay, I guess either somebody hacked this account and is going through this really elaborate scam, or this is just this person and they want me to live with them or whatever. And so, you know, some time passes and I was just like, kept, we kept texting a little bit and I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about coming this time. Is that cool? They're like, yeah, that's fine. I'm just like, all right, I guess, uh, I'm going to go through with it. So I drive out to LA and I'm like two days, like as I'm leaving, I'm like, all right, I am leaving Pennsylvania. I'm driving to Los Angeles and I'm coming to your apartment. She's like, cool. See you in a little bit. Like see you in a couple of days. I'm just like, okay. I kept waiting for that moment for the, for me to know that it's like oh, not, exactly. yeah, it's like a fake thing and it never happened. So I'm just like, and then I'm like an hour away and I'm just like, all right, hour away. She's like, cool. See you in a bit. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Um, and it also turned out because my drive was like an awkward amount of time. So it was either like arrive at like midnight on one day or find somewhere to stay sleep like two hours from LA and then come in the morning. So I was like, is it cool if I just show up at like midnight? And she thought I was the weird one for being like, because how long, you, how do you time a drive perfectly? How do you time a three day drive? Yeah, you know? that's true. That is weird. I get, so, you know. I mean, I get where she's coming from, but also like, am I really going to stop two hours outside of LA when I just drove for three days and just to like yeah. wait until eight in the morning or whatever? So I'm just like, is it like I'm arriving? This is my ETA. Is that fine? She's like, I guess so. And then it turns out like she's on the phone with her mom, like, oh, this guy's arriving in the middle of the night. Like, how creepy is that? And I'm just like, you're the, you're supposed to be the creepy one. But anyway, so I show up and it's like this, you know, person from the the Instagram from this rapper. And, I, and she's out. She brings her dog out. I'm just like, what's up? And she's like, hey, come see your room and stuff. And I'm just like, this is fucking weird. Um so, you know, I ended up living there for four or five months. But in that amount of time, she went from like, she was always very sweet, nice person. But like, she started off just like a little bit like kooky, like LA, like, oh, I, I'm, I, I, something told me to choose you on Craigslist. And I did. And now you're here. And now you're going to get famous. Like, that's what she kept saying to me. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take it like, thanks. And uh, to, um, I won't say she went with like kind of a famous rapper to Joshua tree to do ayahuasca and came back and mm -hmm. was never the same. She said that, um, she's just started hearing voices all the time and they were telling her this and that. And she went to psychic school and she started like being a medium for people and like wanting to, um, you know, should connect people with the, their dead relatives. And like people were buying into it because this is a person that like had famous friends and has a Grammy and just, she's a very like charismatic um, person. Very charismatic. And like, she's like a, a performer, you know, she's, she's somebody that like you want to uh, believe in, you know? 
Um, she's just that kind of person. And she, she's always, she's great to me. She was a very nice roommate. We were friends, legitimately friends. She like bought me a gym membership for a month. And she was like, I think she, like, cause I mentioned, I wanted to start going to the gym. She, she got me like one month. And then that started me. Like I ended up signing up for, you know, I still am a member there technically, but we would go to the gym together. She's like, I'll get you a month. And then, you know, you can inspire me to go. So we'd go to the gym together every day and stuff. So we ended up being friends, but like I, I started to feel kind of unsafe being there because she just, she stopped sleeping and she like one day woke up and was like, I'm vegan now. I can only eat leaves. Um, she just like, there was a turn, you know, and she just kind of like, something was just off, you know, I, I did not feel comfortable. Um, and so I was like looking for ways to get out. And then luckily a friend of a friend had an empty room and I was just like, Hey, someone offered me a room and it's a lot cheaper. So she was like, all right, cool. You should take it. And I was like, I will. Um, but uh, so that worked out, but it just like, it got really weird. She, she wanted to start having like full moon parties, which is not that weird, but like the shit we're like burning stuff. And like, she wanted to like do these readings and she really wanted me to like buy into this whole thing. And I would like play along, but like, I really, I saw someone who had had a lot of success, like right off the bat, you know? Um, and then, and then it's hard to get that high again. Right. Like she was still had a career as a musician and, and stuff, but she, nobody, was talking about her really. And this is somebody that I think wanted that attention back. And I feel like she latched onto this thing and started spreading the news like, Hey guys, I am a psychic now and I can talk to, you know, your dead relatives and I can connect you with them. And I just saw somebody who like had a lot of attention and success and then, you know, that faded away. And then this was her way of like, getting attention back that's what i saw you know and i am not down with shit like that like i couldn't deal with it so i got out you know i have no i, I think she's a very nice person um i have no issues with her i'm friends with her you know if i've run into her since then and it was like you know hugs and how are you doing and that kind of thing but like bad living situation for me i did not like it i started to get quite uncomfortable so um but she manifested me there. She stuck to that, you know, that, that argument the whole time. She brought me to Los Angeles and she, that was going to bring me success. Like she was able to, uh, I forget what she, she had some story about Wu-Tang. Like she manifested herself into a Wu-Tang concert and that's how she got her start. I forget exactly how that one went, but she had some crazy stories that she would tell. And like, she, I'm not gonna, I, there are some other more questionable things like, um, that I'm not gonna say just in case, but uh, yeah, it was, it got wild. Well, I mean, she, I don't think she manifested you specifically, but maybe somebody like you to live with her. Why did she need a roommate? I think for money. You know, I, I think she was oh, living she on her own. It. Was the place nice? It was okay. It was like a two bedroom, small apartment in East Hollywood. You know, it's not like, it was That's not a shithole, nice. but it wasn't 
It wasn't But that's nice. not like I'm famous and live somewhere nice. No, it was like, you know, books about crystals and then there's your Grammy award and then like fucking Dr. Seuss books next to those. Well, well, that kind of sucks. So she just never really got her fame is what happened. Or like, no, she's not famous of success, but she didn't get her success completely. Right. She was making money writing songs with people she was like behind doing behind the scenes stuff and like there is a lot of money in in writing writing songs and stuff but like she was not not famous you know um she was working with some famous artists at the time i remember we were sitting in the living room one day just like having a conversation and the rock called her she's like hold on she's like hold on uh what's up Dwayne? i was just like you got to be fucking kidding me and then the rock sent over some singer that he was trying to get famous and she came over one day and she was like i don't want to work with the fuck she's like i don't want to work with the rock i was like all right whatever it was just like weird shit but like she herself was her sure so the reason i brought her up was because she's like best friends with demi lovato and she's in this new documentary that i have not watched apparently it's out on youtube and um so she keeps posting clips on her instagram and i think you know, she's using it to her benefit, which is fine. She should. Um, but also there was a day where I felt so unsafe that I called uh, some mental health crisis line it was like, should I do I need to do something? And I sat in the car on the phone with them. And they were like, well, there, there are a couple of telltale signs. Is she eating? And I was like, I think she's eating a little bit. They were like, is she sleeping? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, that could be a problem. Uh, do you want us to come there? And I was just like, I don't know. Like, I think that might just make things worse. And they were like, all right. So ultimately I decided to not have them come. And I never obviously told her this, but uh, yeah, it got to that point. Well, I um, met this actress and I guess, you know, whatever. And then I became her, I was supposed to be like, she had an assistant and she had like, she had people, she had a team. But I was just going to be like the extra help, like that helped with like her dog and cat and like helped her when she traveled. Okay. Super chill. Wasn't a job at all. I was paid to be her friend. You know what I mean? Like not, she had friends, but I was just like, I became the extra friend. And then I was getting paid. Right. And I did do some stuff. Like I did fly with her and her dog and her cat. Like that was like some work, you know, but like I spent two weeks in New York city in her penthouse apartment chilling you know whatever anyway great setup you know like and we're getting along great but I did notice that she was an actual alcoholic like she had a bottle of whiskey by her bed she would she was filming this commercial one time at 8 a.m and she took two shots of vodka before she went to shoot it and I was like okay like that's But then she would say she wasn't, you know, and then I kept, she kept saying she didn't do drugs. And then I kept finding like rolled up dollars in her jeans and stuff like, or like not in her jeans, but like I would use her washer and dryer and I'd find them in the washer, you know, and I'd be like, okay, like, I don't really care, but like, why are you lying to me? I didn't ask, you know, anyway, then it got to the point where she did have serious mental problems. And she said that I was stealing from her and that I was beating her dog. And I obviously wasn't. And then she like, so like, obviously, and what sucked in that point is I was paying rent in my old place, but I was living in her place. She had this huge 
two-bedroom apartment. She wasn't there very often because she did work a lot. And she was just like, you can stay. And I had total access and I was just staying there. But then she literally like was threatening me. And then she like pretty much was like threatening my life. So I did the same thing. Like I called the cops, I called mental health awareness. And then I just didn't know what to do. And then her manager ended up calling me and was like, this is normal behavior for her. Just like stay away and you'll be fine. Like just block her, stay away. And I did. And then, yeah, no, I haven't heard from her again. What is up with people? Like some people. Know, very weird place though. Like I think whether it's like that where you had a little bit of fame or you with her, this girl, she had very successful career. And I think that you have all that and then you don't get satisfaction in other, because maybe you don't learn social skills when you start so young. Like if you become an, a young actor, you don't understand that genuine connection with people maybe that's why you're doing shit like ayahuasca and like and so I feel like that was what it was like I think she you feel because you have so much money and success you feel like you can just buy everybody almost or like in your case that girl thought she could manifest everybody and then the reality is they're never happy and there's no genuine connections yeah I mean they don't know how she genuinely had a a, like a really rough life before yeah that was also the case in this yeah yeah so like like her dad had left when he was young but he used to beat them when they were little and like you know blah 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 yeah yeah similar similar story she had like drug stuff and then she was in like the aa community and she had her shit together in for the most part but like she just like fame does crazy stuff to people like i and she didn't she wasn't even famous like and maybe that is he made her even more crazy i don't know but i but yeah she was in that world though you know yeah yeah of course and i think it's probably hard for somebody who's like friends with people that are really famous but themselves living like needing a roommate and living in east hollywood like i get how that would be like frustrating but i don't i know that i wouldn't handle it like that you know like i would just be like i need to work harder whatever or i need to switch switch careers or or i'm just need to be content with what i do have because my life is good also um but you know some people like it makes me wonder like is that a part of being an artist or is it just like some people should not go down that road because they can't deal with it They just, it's not about even should, because they probably didn't know, but they weren't raised with those skills. So like we were raised by parents, like, I don't know exactly how your parents were, but like, I'm assuming that if times got rough or a job, you know, failed or something, you get another one and you make your life happen. And you don't also like, my parents were never like trying to keep up with the neighbors, you know, they were just like, our success is our success here at home. So like, that makes us a little more sane, right? So if we do have fame or if we do hang out, because I've had it times here, especially when I was hanging out with her, I was hanging out with all actors who owned homes and you know had luxury cars and could spend thousands of dollars every day. So I had a little bit of a, like personally, like, well, that kind of sucks. Like, I didn't even want them to know, like I had a nice apartment in Brentwood. It wasn't like I was failing, but it was just like, I'm, I don't own a house and I don't have, a resume of successful things I've done. And so, I mean, that thought process was in my head. So if you don't have the coping skills, how are you gonna end up? You're gonna end up crazy and you're gonna do weird 
shit, weird drugs. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. whatever. That's just how, that's just how it is being a human. Like we all have those kinds of thoughts cause that's normal, but how you cope with it is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I of course I definitely, I just know that I'm so different. Like I, I don't even want like those things, you know, those things don't, I think I'm the same person. The amount of money that I have does not affect my personality. Like those things aren't linked in that way. You know, um, I think for some people it probably is, you know, uh, I don't know fame because like, how can you speak to that when you, haven't had it and then once you have it you can't not have it anymore so like that will just that's a thing that neither of us can really talk about you know yeah give me a couple give me a couple weeks episode 10 (laughs) but uh yeah it was a very interesting it was so interesting how like everything and everyone i met before moving to LA was like, you know, I kind of, I kind of got it. And then you move to LA and it's like, this is a whole different way of thinking. Like, it's just like the amount of ego mixed with like this, like thirst for something more, you know, in this world. And like, also not success is really not like merit based in LA. Like you can be, it's not like the most talented person and the person that works the hardest always gets the most success sometimes, but a lot of times it's just fucking random or like the hottest person or, you know, the person that was lucky enough, you know, born a certain way or just like walked into the room with the right fucking shirt on who knows, like it's not merit based. So like that can make you go a little bit crazy. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, that I mean, that is the lifestyle, though. And when you get used to the lifestyle here, it's hard for me to be anywhere else. Like New York is fine, but it's hard for me to live anywhere else because people are, which it's probably healthier. But like when you go to other places, people are content with what they have. They're never trying to get more. They're never like, you know, and I realized that I was I'm such an L.A. person because I'm always like, well, what do you do? You know, and then I was hanging out with somebody who I work for, actually. And I was like, well, what's your next step in your career? And she's like, well, you know, this is a pretty good career. And I was like, oh, like I realized by her (laughs) answer that I was like in deep. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, yeah, chill out. Yeah, but I feel I'm that way, too, though. Like I'm here where people just like go about their lives and you know, they have their job and they make their money and they have their family and stuff. And they, I don't, I, I don't know what's actually going on, but it seems like everybody's cool. Like they could leave and they, they're not leaving. So it seems like they want to be here and are satisfied. Me, I can't, I've never been able to just be satisfied. It's always been since I was fucking 10 years old. Like, okay, like how do I, how do I learn more? How do I advance? Like even right now, every day I'm like learning stuff online. I'm like taking courses, you know, I'm that it's just what I made out of. Like I need to, I need more information. I need to learn stuff. I've always been like that. I, I'm never able to just like live in a straight line. 
like I, I don't have that in me. So I think people like me or you, we have to go to places like LA because there's opportunities at the, the coffee shop that you go to in the morning. You might, there might be an opportunity there. You don't know. And it might be people just fall into like great jobs, not even like acting or famous fame stuff. It's like someone might just be like, Hey, um, I'm looking for somebody to like run this, this, I just started this uh, company and I need somebody. And like, you seem like you might, and it's just like, yeah. And all of a sudden you're set up and like you have friends and you have a network and you have a job like that shit does happen in LA and it's not going to happen here where I am. It's weird. No. And even the job that I have right now, like this, the way it happened and the way it's turned out never happened anywhere else. You know, I manage these houses and yeah, I have some work, but a lot of times I get to have a lot of fun and I meet, I met the Elon Musk's business partner at their house. I met two Olympic gold medalist winners. I met the owner of Clase Azul. I met the owner of the Hollywood reporter. Like, this is like crazy, you know? And that's just because it's LA. And that's just a small list. That's not even everybody. And yeah, but so, some people like really don't give a shit about that. They're not no, excited no, by no. it. But I am, so that's what- No, me too. Yeah, no, that's true. And if you were from some small town in Texas or whatever, you probably wouldn't care. And you'd just be like, who gives a fuck? I drink with Joe every Friday and that's what I love to do, you know? But- but like for me, that's what makes life exciting. And being that close to that kind of success means that like my success is going to come for me. That's how I feel, you know? I agree. I, I like feeling like I'm in the mix, even though, you know, walking past some celebrity doesn't make my success any closer, but it just feels like I'm in the right place, you know? Yeah. Like I started delivering food when I moved to LA because like I could start that day one, you know, I just had opened the app on my phone and literally I think a week or two while I was, uh, after I'd moved there, I delivered food and Macaulay Culkin answered the door. And I was just like, this just can't, this shouldn't happen. But like, I just come here and like, here I am talking to Macaulay Culkin about yeah. his fucking lunch. You know, it's just like, it's exciting. And it is. I mean, definitely now I don't give a fuck about seeing actors, but the first like year I was here, it was like, oh my God, you know, like I got coffee and Zach Efron was there. I um, saw me and Jonah Hill shopped at the same grocery store. It got to the point where he started nodding at me because we were there at the same time every day, like little stuff like that. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, but now I don't even notice when they're like, I'm at restaurants and like no one I didn't see yeah them. but you would notice if you didn't see, you were like you come back to Pennsylvania and you go to the grocery yeah. store you're like where the fuck is Jonah Hill no you know what the other thing is is that people just genuinely are more attractive here and it's not even that like the people here it's just everybody takes better care of themselves here so you yeah. don't even notice beauty anymore you just live here you just go to the restaurants you just go shopping you just whatever you're not paying attention and then you go back home and you're like you think it's okay to look like this? And they're just like, I don't need to spend $5,000 a month on being cute. And you're like, oh, okay, I didn't, okay. You know what but, I mean? I'm not saying that's what I spend. I'm just saying that's like what the, what people are doing here. Yeah, no, I appreciate that about LA too. I'm not, but I don't even think it's a money thing. I think it's just like in the culture there, like people 
go for hikes, they go for runs, they go to the gym. Like you see people, you know, I was working at a coffee shop, people come in and they're like running gear, you know, it's just like a part of the culture there. It's like you exercise, you take care of yourself, you eat healthy. And that is something that I really appreciate. Like there's a lot of bullshit about LA that I don't like, like all the like, you know, the woo woo, like I'm here, like I came, like now find me, I'm famous, discover me, like get the fuck out of here. Like I hate that shit, but it's like, I love that people just feel a need. I, I don't even think it's competitive necessarily. It's just like, this is what you do when you're here. You get active, you know, it's nice outside. Let's like it's go just, for at least a walk. I think being anywhere you are influenced and when everyone's working out, you feel pretty stupid when you're not you know, and then you're happier when you work out. So it's like a full circle, great thing. Positive feedback loop. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. Yeah. But I know that I also judge people like I, I am obviously thick and like, I'm not super skinny, but I judge people who don't work out and I judge people who don't eat healthy. And I'm not saying anything, but in my head, I'm like, you're really going to eat that? Like you eat at, you actually eat at McDonald's. Wow. Like, I don't say that, but that's, I think that's come from, I mean, I've always been that way because my mom's always been a health freak and she's like vegan and blah, blah, blah. So like probably a little bit, but I am worse about it here. Like I'm shocked when people actually eat at McDonald's. I'm like, I mean, I've always been shocked when people eat at McDonald's yet. Yeah, I mean, that's not, that's not new to me, but uh, I, I am, I don't think I'm shocked. I'm just like, my perspective has always been like, okay, there's something that you like to do in your life, right? What doesn't matter what it is. You like playing video games. You like, um, I don't know, you like shooting guns, whatever. You can do that for longer and for better and, and, and better uh, if you are healthier. Like you're going to have another decade of doing that dumb shit that you like to do if you take care of your body. I like, how does that sound? Another decade of playing fucking Fortnite. Because all you got to do is go for a walk half, half hour a day or whatever. Like, it's not just like you have to like to exercise. I don't like to exercise that much. Like, it's not about that. It's like it enables you. It unlocks the door for you to be better at shit. It's good for your body. It's good for your brain. So if you like doing anything, exercise is going to make you better at doing that thing. You know, so like I've gone through phases, obviously, and like I've told you, like I ran a half marathon. So obviously for that year before I trained so hard, I worked out so much, you know, and then from that, like it changed the shape of my body. So I was like excited and like, you know, just continued. And then I moved to LA and things got busy and I kind of, and it was so crazy to be able to see the difference in my body, the way it felt, the way it looked just from not working out regularly. And now it was the same thing. Like during quarantine at the beginning, I was working out really hard. And then the holidays came, I got a little depressed because we were like on second lockdown, you know, that was hard for me. That's my favorite holiday. Yeah. Second lockdown. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> my phone hates me. Where am, where are you? Um, there we go. Um, so I did with second lockdown. So I just didn't work out. And well, and for that, they did close down every gym I was going to on that. That second lockdown was almost more harsh than the first one. It felt like, and I was just overworking out at home. And so I like let myself go. And now that I've been working out regularly again for like, probably two months, I'm like, Oh my God, just the way I feel the minute I wake up is so worth working out. Sure. And the way that I look. Sure. Yeah. I've been spending some time looking in the mirror. Hell yeah. Anyway, 
Okay, so I have my agent gave me an audition. It's for a beer commercial. Okay. And I'm auditioning for Chelsea, a girl, a busty girl who nobody looks better in a bikini than her. And that's not me. So I'm like, should I even send it in or should I just do it and let them judge me? But there's like uh I think you should you just gotta like maybe play it a different way. Not that like, I'm just saying like, if you don't feel like you fit the role, then just like take it somewhere else. I mean, I don't know. Do you be comedic or something? Maybe, I mean, is there dialogue? I'm no, there's no dialogue. I'm supposed to just hold two beers and bounce my boobs. I'm like, but okay. So like the whole thing about all of this is that like, fine. I am, you know, I'm confident in some kind of way, but I also am realistic, you know, and I'm not fucking... Heidi Klum in here. She's the only one coming to me because I just watched an episode of Sex in the City with her. <laughs> She's not even a current day model. <laughs> I'm not Kendall Jenner. Okay. So uh-huh. there's a lot of fucking people who look better in a bikini than me. That's all I'm trying to say. So how, what am I supposed to do? I mean, just from my experience, like when my agent sends me something, you just do it. Cause just you, do it. but uh, you can definitely just be like, I don't think this is right for me, but I will send in a tape or what? Is it a tape or you have yeah. to go somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? But you have to get, uh, like ready and cute after this and tape it. Yeah. Like the shit where it's like, like I'm in shape, but it's like, I'm not fucking jacked, you know, like I'm not a like yeah. muscle, muscle man or whatever. And so those yeah. roles, when I get those tapes, I'm just like, come on, man. Like this is not. This is not what you want. Well, and that's how I'm supposed to be. Like, so am I, if I don't do it, am I just being like weak in my career? Or if I don't do it, am I just being realistic? You know? I mean, if you think you're going to waste someone's time based on like whatever the description is, then you reach out to your agent and be like, I don't think this is right for me. But if you think like maybe you can do something with it, then why not? I don't know. But anyway... Do you want to know if you manifested yourself into my my brains? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Wednesday at ten oh nine p.m., which would have been like one some one oh nine, when you were sleeping. Did you dream about me on Wednesday night? No, I didn't. Oof. Um. So you actually intentionally like picked a time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you I told you I would. I figured you'd forget. Okay. No, I did not. Unless I don't remember. But See, I, well, that's I, the other thing that I was kind of like fucked up about because you know you never remember your dreams at the beginning of the night. You always remember the ones in the morning, like when you first wake up. And I was like, oh, shit. But I didn't. How was I gonna? T- I wasn't gonna wake up in the middle of the night and be like, right. Um, See, so you would have to manifest yourself dreaming about me, and that would manifest me dreaming about you. There we so, go. Um, but the weird thing is, like, so you were also supposed to pop up in, in my head. Wait, did you do that? I did do that, yeah. Okay. When what did day? you do that? I don't know. So here's the thing. Um, the fact that you were supposed to pop up into my head popped into my head like a couple of times. I was like, oh, I wonder when Ashley's going to pop into my head. But then I was like, wait, you just popping into my head. <laughs> so I know what's going on there. okay so i'm trying to remember what day i went so saturday i did it at like uh two days ago five yeah 
I don't, I don't know. Five year time. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I know a couple of times. Write the times down. Remember. I, so I want to say probably not then. Uh, but, uh, I, there were maybe two or three times throughout the week where I was like, I wonder if Ashley's going to pop into my head soon. But then I was like, wait, this is it. Is this her? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I kind of think that maybe, I don't know. I think you just got into my head by telling me that you were going to get into my head. (laughs) So I was just like freaking myself out about it. But, uh, I definitely don't remember any dreams. So it worked. I don't know. Is that what manifestation is? Just like giving someone anxiety? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't work. But I didn't try as hard. I didn't do like, I don't know. Interesting though. All right. I'll, 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 when you least expect it. Huh? When you least expect it, I'm going to manifest me thinking about you do something okay yeah no i'm just kidding <laughs> no that would be when you most expect <laughs> um that's funny i have no idea the only thing that i have like done with that like who knows if it act, you know whatever but like i um i did this like manifestation for this guy to think about me and he hadn't been looking at my stories and then he literally looked at my stories as I did it and then he messaged me and I was like okay but I haven't really done that to any I don't really do that kind of stuff because besides believing that like stuff like that's possible I'm like a extreme believer in free will so I never want to like persuade someone to like me or pay attention to me that shouldn't I mean, at least with the Instagram stories, you can kind of verify it if that's what you want to do. You're like, all right, their name popped up. But then I feel like there's confirmation bias too, because like, do you really know that they didn't look at it yesterday? And you're just like, I don't think they did, you know, but like, you really remember everything. I mean, the honest to goodness truth is I never go through, I go through like an hour after I post and then I never go through again. So he could just be looking at all of them and I didn't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, I don't know. But if you believe it works, then that's helpful. Yeah, that's true. Like, who knows? Maybe, like, that's kind of true, too. Like, maybe he looks at every single one, and I just don't even know. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, so, I just went for a walk, and I tried to think of something funny on my walks. <laughs> and uh, so, I thought... I want, I was trying to make a joke out of this, but I don't know if I have been able to yet, but you know, the, have you ever seen the like hard times or like one of those like fake uh, headline Instagram accounts? Yeah. Well, something like that, where it's like um, a picture of a guy like getting a new uh, stereo system in his car, like a bump, you know, like a sub system. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, libertarian gets new system <laughs> to add low end to joe rogan's voice or something like that <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> to make joe rogan sound better something like that that's kind of uh, funny really made me laugh it's like somebody just like getting a really nice system in their car 
in a really nice voice box just for rogan (laughs) it's really smooths out the low end of rogan's voice man (laughs) so many would do that people are obsessed with him that's some interesting power right joe rogan has some power oh he's like i listened for a while i was listening to like episodes where i like the guests where I, I thought i could get something out of it but now i just find it almost unlistenable every single one every time i've tried lately it's i just never like, you never listen to it i just see clips but i've never listened to it i mean i use like for instance when driving across the country he does like four hour episodes and i'm just like i can get into this but uh only if it's like somebody that i wanted like when he'd have like neil degrasse tyson or somebody super interesting on then I could get into it. But like, if he's just talking about like, he, he repeats the same conspiracies over and over. It's like, why the fuck do I need to hear this? And it, the fact that he's influencing so many people and has such a big platform, like kind of bothers me. You know, like he, you know, my big issue, he's saying like, I don't need the vaccine for, and that's like going out to millions of people. It's like, people, whether or not, there's any truth to that people are just going to hear it and be like i don't need it like rogan said it you know like it they just take whatever he says at face value and that is dangerous because he's he's literally just he's a comedian that's his job that's what he's good at like he doesn't have any expertise about anything else oh there you go I don't know. I don't know. I think, I guess that's just maybe what he's supposed to be doing. Maybe he's supposed to be influencing in some kind of way. That's why he has this platform. But he, um, you know, I don't know. I The vaccine thing is a whole other. I'm just going to try to figure out how to make a fake vaccine card so I can travel. <laughs> I saw some posts today that actually made me laugh. It was about how it's so funny to me that like, if you want to take the vaccine, like me, I was very excited to get the vaccine because I know that it is basically like an end to a lot of bullshit for me, you know? And so that is super exciting and it's, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make like to have a couple of shitty days to gain these antibodies without going through an illness uh, and potentially like getting really sick. That is amazing to me. And, and it just because like people, people will say like, I trust the government and I'm a sheep to the government when like, I personally am very, have always been like very anti-government and politics and all that shit. Like I don't, trust the government but it just so happens that on this one issue we align like with what the government's pushing and like what i believe so now all of a sudden i'm like a like i do whatever the government says you know like that people just push this narrative and it makes me laugh that like all of a sudden i am considered like you know A a sheep to the government which i I literally like, I've only really considered ever getting one tattoo other than the one that I've had, that I have, I mean, (laughs) and uh, it was literally when I was about 
20 years old and it was just going to be the words question everything. Like that's how deeply I'm like, yo, we're being fed some bullshit. Like don't take things at face value. So then how did you become so COVID? Cause you're, cause because, because there's no face value to it. Like I understand people think just because something is being presented, that means it has to be wrong because like they don't like it. You know, I have been working for the health department for like eight months. I've been a scientist for 12 years. Like I know how to, to critique science and there's overwhelming, you know, evidence in one, on one side. And there's just a lot of like sad people on the other side that don't, that are like whiny and like, don't like it. That doesn't make it any more credible just because they question it and decide that like, it doesn't align with what they want. Like, it's not about what anyone wants. It's about what the, the evidence says, right? Like, I don't want there to be COVID. I don't want it. I want it to be fake. Like, that'd be awesome. Then we can go back to life. But there's no reason to think that anything that that's real at all. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I... Just because I want to question everything doesn't mean I can't eventually arrive at the same conclusion. It's just like, you know, I've done whatever diligence I think is necessary. And if I get back- I mean, I think that's- And you are a scientist, so that does make you more credible than Joe Rogan on it, honestly. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean anyone has to agree with you either, you know? That's just, you made a- educated decision and educated opinion on it it's not an opinion i I guess agreed um however like the most of the things that i see of people saying like they don't want to take the vaccine or they're against it or whatever are based on things that aren't aren't true so i don't want to i don't tell people what to do i don't want to tell people what to do or how to act or how to behave but I do think it's important to give people the right information to make their own decision. And people are making decisions off bad information. That's a problem. If they're like, oh, you know, my immune system works. So like, why would we need vaccines? Well, you don't understand how the immune system works or vaccines, obviously by, you know, that conclusion. Like you got legs, so you shouldn't have a car because your legs work so you can walk. Like, that's basically what you're saying. Like, let, I'm not going to let technology or innovation, you know, get in the way of what my body does. Well, I do think we need vaccines and I think vaccines are fine. I just think the way this whole thing was staged and what's going, like, I think that's the issue. I think that I probably will take the COVID vaccine in a couple of years, you know, but I don't trust Western medicine, especially American medicine, because it's all about money. So if, yes. and I feel like that's why I don't take the flu shot, you know, I'm not saying the flu shot doesn't help some people, but I feel like most of it is just to make more money, you know? Yes. That doesn't mean I didn't get all my vaccines for school 
And I'm very thankful. Like, obviously this wasn't a vaccine, but I would have, but I got the chicken pox so bad that I think I'll never get anything in that family again. <laughs> well, and that would I mean, be like a vaccine, getting something that bad and surviving. You know what I mean? So like, I, whatever. Well, I mean, I, that's why I think it's great that there is a chicken box vaccine now because a lot of kids don't have to suffer from that anymore because it's bad. Yeah. And also I got shingles from that virus a couple of years ago because it's oh, going to yeah. be in my body forever. And that if I had, if there had been a vaccine when I was a kid, then I wouldn't have had to go through that. But also I agree with you, but first of all, like that most of the time vaccines aren't money makers. And in fact, I think vaccines actually save people from spending money and being a burden on the healthcare system because they're very cheap and they're one time and they keep people out of the healthcare system. They're preventative. So that's always my argument for that is like, if you want to avoid going to the doctor and interacting with Western medicine, your best bet is preventative stuff like a simple vaccine that's like free that could potentially uh, prevent you from having to spend like, if you happen to get COVID and have a bad case, tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly am also a very spiritual person. So I think so different about like all of that stuff that I'm not going to get into it today or maybe ever, but like, um, cause I know you thought your roommate was kooky. Well, I'm not, yeah, that kooky. I'm, I'm not, I'm not telling the whole story on purpose, like the details. No, I'm just saying that like, I am like, you know, I'm super into like being in tune with your body and like what you feed your body, what you give your body, how your energy is moving the energy in and out of your body, you know, moving the energy through your root shock. I mean, through all your chakras and like making sure that nothing's stale and that kind of stuff or living your, living your happiness, living your truth and not staying in a situation. If you stay in a situation that makes you unhappy, you are going to manifest something. And like, I'll say this over and over again. My dad was not happy in his life situation. I, I don't say this over and over again on in public usually, but like, and he felt, felt like he was trapped because religiously he didn't believe in like divorce or you know, this and that. And then I think he manifested cancer. He was young and healthy. My dad never, I've my entire life, my dad had a cold one time, you know? So then all of a sudden he's like, it's like, no, you were just unhappy. And so like me and my sister, after my dad died, like our biggest lesson from that was that we were never going to do anything we didn't want to do. We were never going to have friends in our life that took any kind of energy away from us. And that's how it goes. I, you know, I actually agree. I think that there's a lot like the placebo effect is real and the opposite of it is real as well. Like you have a very strong effect on your physical health, your mental health, and stress is something that can cause incredible physical um, pain or suffering. It, it can do anything. Doctors have said to me in the past, like stress can do anything. It can cause anything. But at the same time, I believe that, but also understand that there's absolutely a place for Western medicine. Like I'm big into meditation, big into exercise and treating your body well and listening to your body and, and being preventative and taking your health into your own hands and owning it. But I also think like if you're born with diabetes, the only thing that's going to cure you is, is insulin, is insulin. taking insulin shots. 
Like, well, I think Western medicine saves lives for sure. And I think that it is completely necessary. Like I'm not against it. It's not like, you know, I just went to the doctor two weeks ago for my checkup, you know, but what I, what the problem is, is that I think here in the U S instead of treating the problems, we give medication and cause, you know, so that people do spend more money. That's what I think. And so mm-hmm. if we combine the two we'd, and actually did it from goodness of our hearts and actually caring about people living, then we would all be di- living completely different lives. And if the health system recommended a vaccine, I would take it immediately. And that's the difference for me. Well, I agree with you, actually. I, that's, you know, the big thing that's, that was my main focus in grad school is like, I want people to own their health. I want people to do things that are free that can have incredible effects like meditation, exercise, just a basic knowledge about health and diet and all that stuff. Those are the things that are ultimately going to save the most lives and have the biggest, most profound effect. But, you know, and I I think Western medicine is like, it is a, it is a profit-based system. It's a problem. Insurance, health insurance is profit-based is backwards. It makes no sense. It's terrible. It's a terrible system. But I, but knowing all that, that makes me come down on the other side of vaccines. Like that's just how it sits with me and this vaccine in particular, because I think that it is a way to own your health and take it into your own hands. That's how I, how I think about it. It's an, it's like, it's literally like going to the gym for your muscles. It's like strengthening your immune system, teaching it how to recognize this virus that you don't know how your body's going to react to. Like one thing is for sure. You don't know how you're going to, react to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of all I have to say about it. Like, I agree with you, but it makes me come down on the other side, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I do get that. And I guess that part is just a risk, right? Like, you know, I think about it sometimes, like every time I hop on the interstate, like here in California, like you don't think anything about it, but that's a huge risk, you know? And so like, that's just how this situation is in general. COVID is a risk, not taking the vaccine, taking the vaccine. And, you know, instead of it being a political thing, like you're a sheep to the government, it should be a personal thing because you actually did do research because you actually do believe whatever you decide to do and not preach. Like, honestly, Joe Rogan, if he was a little more responsible, he shouldn't share that, you know, he could say that he isn't going to take it, but he shouldn't say that nobody should take it. He should just let us decide, right? Not that we're not you and I, but like his viewers that are listening to him that hardcore. It would be nice if he would have somebody on that would talk about how vaccines work or how the immune system works, because then people would be like, oh, like that is why vaccines exist. And then they might be more inclined to, like I get, I totally understand not wanting to get a fucking medication injected into your arm. I don't want that either. Like I am terrified of that, but I understand what that chemical is and what it's going to do and how my immune system is going to respond and build the antibodies that would be built if they encountered the virus, except guess what? I don't have to get the virus, which is amazing because now I don't have to get sick. And that is ultimately what it's about. And people don't seem to get that. And I just like, there needs to be more vaccine education. And I've taken it upon myself to be that. And people don't want that from me. They just don't, you know, 
Like I'm a fucking long haired. But, but you also, ball. yeah, because you don't sell yourself as a scientist. If you did, they would. But like you're a musician, comedian, you know, so it's like, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But, you know, every once in a while I get to that point where it's like, I got to fucking speak up. Well, because you have to share. If you have something to share, share it. But I mean, I guess that's what Joe Rogan would say to us. He'd be like, shut the fuck up, because if you had this platform, you would share what you wanted to share. You would share your opinion, whether, you know, it's educated or not. And you are right that like, but at the same time, you know, if I was him, I'd be doing the same shit, honestly. So I'm not saying he can't do what he wants. I'm not saying people can't make no, their own decisions. I, know. I think they I'm should. I'm saying that. I'm saying that that's just how any of us would use a platform that huge is what I'm saying. We would say what we felt. Yeah. Well, Mr. Judy. Yeah. Until next time serious one yeah very all the way through <laughs> i kind of liked it this, right. la- this last episode we obviously don't put this was funny i thought we were funny Let but my si- my sister listened